I'm Leslie Marshall. It is Monday, one day after yet another massacre, another mass shooting, another terrorist attack, another hate crime, and another semi-automatic assault rifle used in that crime. 50 people are dead, 49 of them murdered by the 50th that died. I was sitting in uh, my room. I went to New York this past week, as many of you know, and my kids get excited when I come home because I was gone pretty much most of the week and they missed me and we let them sleep in our room sort of like a camping thing. They sleep on the floor, mommy and daddy sleep in the bed. They're very excited because yesterday and Sunday we were going to go to stores like Toys R Us and Target and let them spend their gift cards from their birthdays that they just had received. So they were getting up early. Well, when my kids started to get up, I heard something go on my husband's phone, and my husband dropped an F-bomb. Now, let me be clear. My husband never swears. I'm the one with the, uh, sorry, guys, the truck, but try, sorry to truck drivers, truck driver mouth out there. And very surprised, not only that he did that, but he did it in front of our kids. I thought for sure he was getting called in because he's an orthopedic uh, surgeon. He handles trauma. And he was getting called in. It was unavoidable because he was off from work until he showed me his phone, in which I saw 50 shot dead. There was a massacre at a gay Florida nightclub. And then we saw the name Omar Mateen. My husband is born in the United States in New York. My husband's parents were born in India, and they are Muslim. His parents are retired physicians. His mother was an OB-GYNE who has delivered over 3,000 children into this world in the United States. And his father, a general surgeon who worked most of his life in the ER and also worked, he's featured in Life magazine, um, with uh, the um, first um, heart transplant uh, ever uh, when he was at the Mayo Clinic. Uh, they're very educated. They're devout Muslims. They pray five times a day. They don't drink. They don't swear. And they don't speak ill of others. And they live in Orlando. One of my husband's cousins, who is a Muslim, came out. He is gay and came out to uh, the family just this past year. So we were wondering, was he at Pulse? He's gay. He lives in that area. It's Latin night. We texted him, and thankfully he was in Vegas, and thankfully none of his friends had been there. But we knew the nightmare would begin. First of all and foremost, that 49 individuals lost their lives doing something they freely should be allowed to do in this country. Dance, drink, enjoy and celebrate life. Secondly, the LGBT community has been demonized, much like the Muslim community, and they've worked together on civil rights, as we heard from Hussam Ailouche from CARE earlier in the program last hour. This was just awful. There are so many questions that come up, and we're going to ask a lot of them, about weapons, about this guy, about radicalization, about being able to obtain these weapons, about FBI questioning people, about federal watch lists, people on them, then people off them, three hours inside of a club where you're being shot at like fish in a barrel. And then, of course, the hateful rhetoric from Donald Trump and so many of his followers. After a night of drinking, dancing, and drag shows at approximately 2 a.m., partygoers crowding the gay nightclub known as Pulse took their last sips before that place closed. Authorities say that Omar Mateen emerged. He carried an AR-15 and sprayed the helpless crowd with bullets. Witnesses said he fired relentlessly, 20 rounds, 40, then 50 more. In such twi tight quarters, the bullets could hardly miss. He shot at police, 
he took hostages. And when the gunfire finally stopped, 50 people were dead and dozens more critically wounded in the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history. Law enforcement officials said at the end, Mateen pledged his allegiance to ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi in a 911 call around the time of the attack. He, remained, he was very calm when he spoke to that, that uh, dispatcher, and he died in a gun battle with SWAT team members. Now, authorities immediately began investigating whether the assault was an act of terrorism and probing the background of Mateen. He's 29. He's an American citizen. Although from Fort Pierce, Florida, where he grew up, he was born in New York, and he worked as a security guard at G4S. His father recalled that his son recently got angry when he saw two men kissing in Miami. His father is Sadiq A. Mateen, and he posted a Facebook video earlier today announcing the death of his son to his followers. He said, quote, I don't know what caused this. Only God can punish homosexuality. This is not an issue for humans to punish. What? And, uh, but, but you can play that what, but many religions, uh, in the Bible, it says homosexuality is an abomination to God. There are many Christians, not that feel people should die, but many religions, uh, Orthodox Jews do not believe homosexuality is right. If you will, many Christians don't believe homosexuality is right. And, uh, many Muslims don't believe homosexuality is right, but none of these people and none of these Bibles Torahs or Qurans say to kill any of these individuals. There are 74 countries in the world that have no uh, gays allowed, if you will. 74 countries where being a homosexual is illegal, and only 16 of those are Islamic. Um, The FBI um, interviewed Mateen, and they cleared him. We'll talk about that. ISIS, by the way, did not officially claim responsibility for the attack, um, the news agency setting an unnamed source said the attack was carried out by an ISIS fighter. Um, but what they really said was that he was one of their warriors much after the fact. Uh, there is no link to ISIS other than him pledging his allegiance to them. If the attacker supported ISIS, unclear whether the group planned this or knew of the attack beforehand. Right now, authorities are saying they don't think so. They believe this was a lone uh, wolf gunman and that uh, this carnage is solely at his hands. He may give the honor, if you will, to ISIS, but it was all his doing. And remember, ISIS, all they care about is the pledge and the smallest action in he heart of their land, is what they said. And they had asked for, remember, ISIS is losing money, ISIS is losing people, ISIS is losing support, and the recruitership is down, except their only hope is in these lone wolf attacks. And they have recently uh, sought out for people to attack, including gays, uh, Hollywood celebrities, probably people like me as well. There's a list of over 7,000 people that the government is not releasing that they've intercepted uh, that ISIS has specifically asked for attacks on. So I'm actually not surprised there was an attack because ISIS is desperate and this is the only way they can keep their name in the press, unfortunately. In 2013, Matane made inflammatory comments to his co-workers. He was interviewed twice, according to FBI agent Ronald Hopper. He called the interviews inconclusive. In 2014, Hopper said officials found Matane had ties to Moner Mohammed Absalaha. He's an American who became a suicide bomber in Syria. The agent described the contact as minimal, not a threat. Just if you and I are neighbors, it doesn't mean I know what you're doing or we're buddies. 39 of the dead were killed at the club. 11 people died at hospitals, according to Mayor Buddy Dyer. And one of the patrons, Eddie Justice, a Pulse patron, texted his mother, hiding in a bathroom, he's coming, I'm going to die. And she awaited word on his fate. 
ISIS Radio Today called Mateen, quote, one of the soldiers in the caliphate in America. A former co-worker, Daniel Gilroy, said Mateen often talked about killing people. He voiced hatred of gays, blacks, women, and Jews. He seems to have hated everybody. And by the way, on that list of over 7,000, ISIS has Muslims listed, not just by name, but any Muslims who don't agree with ISIS. So it's not just Christians and Jews and gays that they want dead. They want anybody who doesn't like them or agree with them or bow down to them dead. Kind of reminds me of somebody else. I won't say that it'll be too inflammatory. In a separate incident, an Indiana man armed with three assault rifles and chemicals used to make explosives was arrested in Southern California. He told police he was headed to a Los Angeles area gay pride parade. Uh, white guy, so you don't hear anything about it. Uh, and because he didn't hurt anybody. But what the hell are you doing with um, uh, an arsenal of weapons and chemicals to make explosives in your car driving from Indiana to Los Angeles for a gay pride parade? Mateen exchanged gunfire with 14 police officers at the Club Pulse. He took hostages at one point, and in addition to that assault rifle, he had a handgun and some sort of, quote, suspicious device. Speaking of that, this morning I heard an an, an expert on uh, guns and on the um, AR-15, and he said that there are certain individuals, if they're familiar with weaponry, who know how to alter that AR-15 to be able to actually shoot 700 rounds without reloading. Now, that was his words, not mine. I'm not an expert. Um, I wouldn't know an AR-15 from, I don't know, from anything. They're all guns and all look like just weapons of destruction, mass destruction to me. Um, about 5 o'clock this morning, authorities sent in the SWAT team to rescue the remaining club goers, according to the police chief, uh, John Mina. Um, some people wonder why it did take them so long. Authorities were looking into whether he acted alone. According to Danny Banks, who's an agent with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, authorities said they secured a van owned by the suspect outside the club. A SWAT truck, bomb disposal unit, were in the scene of the address associated with Mateen and Fort Pierce, and other two addresses, too. And uh, there are many uh, victim stories. I'll share some of your, those. We'll go to break. We're going to hear some cuts from the president earlier today. You'll also hear from Hillary Clinton. We did play some things from Donald Trump last hour, and quite frankly, his words were sickening to me. I think that's enough. Uh, and we will play uh, some of those coming up. Eddie uh, Edward Sotomayor, 34, was a caring, energetic man known for wearing a silly top hat on cruises, according to David Sotomayor. He said the two discovered they were cousins after meeting a decade ago. He worked for a company that held gay cruises, often traveled to promote the company's events. Juan Ramon Guillero, 22, worked as a telemarketer and in recent months started attending college at the University of Central Florida. His cousin Robert said he was happy to be in school, happy to be in a relationship with his per- a person his relatives came to regard as part of their family. Stanley Almaldivar III, his mother prepared a tomato and cheese dip for him to eat when he came home from his night out. Instead, she was awakened by that call 2 a.m. to tell her something had happened. He was a pharmacy tech. Kimberly Morris, 37, moved to Orlando just months ago. She took a job at Pulse Nightclub as a bouncer. She was so thrilled she was getting more involved in the LGBT community there. That's what an ex-girlfriend said. She was a kind, sweet person, friends say. And everyone loved Luis Velma, 22, who worked the Harry Potter ride at Universal. He was a friend you could call uh, anytime, they say. Co-workers uh, said he just wanted to make people smile. Um, Even the author, J.K. Rowling, tweeted, he was 22 years old, I can't stop crying. I'm Leslie Marshall. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get your reaction to this heinous, horrific day in our nation. And we'll talk more about the questions so many of us have. Don't go away. Today is Americans who grieve the brutal murder, a horrific massacre of dozens of innocent people. We pray for their families who are grasping for answers with broken hearts. We stand with the people of Orlando who have endured a terrible...
terrible attack on their city. Although it's still early in the investigation, we know enough to say that this was an act of terror and an act of hate. And as Americans, we are united in grief, in outrage, and in resolve to defend our people. I just finished a meeting with FBI Director Comey and my Homeland Security and National Security Advisors. The FBI is on the scene and leading the investigation in partnership with local law enforcement. I've directed that the full resources of the federal government be made available for this investigation. We are still learning all the facts. This is an open investigation. We've reached no definitive judgment on the precise motivations of the killer. The FBI is appropriately investigating this as an act of terrorism, and I've directed that we must spare no effort to determine what, if any, inspiration or association this killer may have had with terrorist groups. What is clear is that he was a person filled with hatred. Over the coming days, we will uncover why and how this happened, and we will go wherever the facts lead us. This morning, I spoke with my good friend Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer and I conveyed to him the deepest condolences of the American people. This could have been any one of our communities. So I told Mayor Dyer that whatever help he and the people of Orlando need, they are going to get it. As a country, we will be there for the people of Orlando today, tomorrow, and for all the days to come. Today marks the most deadly shooting in American history. The shooter was apparently armed with a handgun and a powerful assault rifle. This massacre is therefore a further reminder of how easy it is for someone to get their hands on a weapon that lets them shoot people in a school or in a house of worship or a movie theater or in a nightclub. And we have to decide if that's the kind of country we want to be. And to actively do nothing is a decision as well. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to be taking your calls at 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. That is the number uh, to join us. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. That is the number. Taking your calls, a lot of questions. I'm sure you have them as well. And uh, let's uh, start it off with, off with Michael in the Bronx Line 2. Uh, Michael, thank you uh, for joining us. Good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. I wish it was a good afternoon. The past um, 24 to 48 hours have been an absolute nightmare and something that could have been avoided. President Obama called it right yesterday. This was an act of terrorism and an act of hate. And it's an act of hate given a the gunman who is so pedo is seeing gay um, people embracing one another, if I could put it in that tone, and then go to an all-gay bar and then commit the, the biggest massacre ever. Now, God, this is so emotional right now because I really felt for your um, last guest, Leslie, that Muslims are forever being labeled as terrorists the same way um, I've heard and seen um rhetoric on social media saying that the gays were killed because that is God's punishment for being gay. That of course those are from the far right wingers. And why can I relate? Because I'm an African American and you know that African Americans and people of color have also been getting a bad rap by these uh, right wingers saying 
criminals and lazy witches all falsehoods. They're falsehoods, they're hate-mongering, it's fear-mongering, and as I said before, we are the ones that are constantly getting hurt by these falsehoods. Now, I now, and it's very true, Michael. African Americans make up approximately 17% of the American population, I believe it is now, and African Americans um, uh, are, are responsible for 50% of the homicides. That Those are factual numbers, but that certainly doesn't mean when you look at an African American uh, that you know the African American community are filled with, or half of which are filled with murderers. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Michael, I'll let you finish your comments. We have more people holding to take your calls. If you'd like to join us, line available at 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Tweet me on Twitter. Follow me there, at Leslie Marshall. And when we return, we'll hear more. Uh, we'll actually hear some of what Hillary Clinton said today. I thought a very calm, a very, um, uh, a very uh, passionate and presidential speech. We'll be back. I believe weapons of war have no place on our streets. And we may have our disagreements about gun safety regulations, but we should all be able to agree on a few essential things. If the FBI is watching you for suspected terrorist links, you shouldn't be able to just go buy a gun with no questions asked. And you shouldn't be able to exploit loopholes and evade criminal background checks by buying online or at a gun show. And yes, if you're too dangerous to get on a plane, you are too dangerous to buy a gun in America. Now, I know some will say that assault weapons and background checks are totally separate issues having nothing to do with terrorism. Well, in Orlando and San Bernardino, terrorists used assault weapons, the AR-15, and they used it to kill Americans. That was the same assault weapon used to kill those little children in Sandy Hook. We have to make it harder for people who should not have those weapons of war. You know what? The shooter in Orlando bought his weapons on the 4th and the 5th, his magazine on the 9th. And in the state of Florida, let me read that specifically and thank you to my great crew for getting me all this information. Uh, In many U.S. states, not just Florida, but Florida gun laws are counterintuitively lax toward larger weapons. So even though there's a mandatory three-day waiting period between purchase and delivery of a handgun in Florida, which in my opinion is not long enough, okay, because if somebody's stalking somebody and they're angry and they want to kill somebody, you find somebody in bed with somebody, you need more than that. You You need to cool off at least 10 days and I would say 30. Uh, there's nothing so bad that you need that gun for within 24 hours unless you're going to be hurting somebody, in my opinion. There is no waiting period for guns that require two hands to hold. Now, think about that. A gun that requires one hand to hold three days, two hands to hold, shouldn't at least be six or four something? No, zero. No waiting period. Now, I'm not saying it would have stopped him, but you never know. When somebody's PO'd, they're miffed. I'm angry. I go out, I buy a gun. I buy another gun the next day. A few days later, I buy the magazine, and I got a plan. Well, if I have more time to cool off, I even tell my children, count to 10. I was told growing up, count to 10. Marky Mark, what do you tell me? Sleep on it before you press that, that, 
reply button or enter button, right? You yeah. know, you got you got to take pause. I've taken that advice. It helps with a lot of these. Right. Things. Yeah, it does. Right. You don't I, think I, you're going to feel differently, but you do. And in the meantime, yeah. with a guy like this, with with the red flags, you know, maybe someone gets to him, you know, or, or he gets it back. Well, on think that about list. it. Just a job. If your boss says something really gets you. You know, you know, PO. And there were times, Mark, you're not going to have that hard arguments. And, and, and it's better when we wait, isn't it, Mark? Isn't it better oh, when yeah. we wait and go, you know what? Yesterday I was really mad at you because it's so different than, listen, you mofo. And nobody's dying as exactly, a result of that. Exactly. And that's without a weapon. Gun owners in Florida are also protected by law from being entered into any kind of state registry or other record of where the guns in that state are going. Isn't that lovely? So in Florida, would-be gun owners don't need a license to own or buy a rifle, shotgun, or handgun. That's according to the NRA's website. You just have to fill out an ID form, pay 8 bucks for a background check, and convicted of felons, domestic abusers. This guy was a domestic abuser, but I don't know if he was on the records as such. And people who have been previously declared a danger to themselves and others probably won't pass. But you know, if you were on a federal watch list... Or a no-fly list, no big deal. And he was taken off that federal watch list in 2013, 2014. I want to continue with your calls, but I want to read something. Somebody sent me this, and I knew where it was from, not exactly. Marky Mark, Andrew, pay attention one second, okay, guys? I know you always do, but really, listen, okay? If there be found among you within any of thy gates, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, man or woman, that hath wrought wickedness in the sight of the Lord thy God, in transgressing his covenant, and hath gone and served other gods, and worshipped then either the sun or moon or any of the host of heaven, which I have not commanded, and it will be told thee, and thou hast heard of it, and inquired diligently, and behold it be true. And the thing certain that such abomination is wrought in Israel, then shalt thou bring forth that man or that woman." which have committed that wicked thing unto thy gates, even that man or that woman, and you shall stone them with stones until they die. That's from the Bible, not from the Quran. And I say that because there are people that took out Lord or Israel or whatever and wanted you to think it was from the Quran. It's actually Deuteronomy 17. Look it up if you don't believe me. Um, and, I, and I say that because, you know, people are trying to say that, you know, it's Islam and it's so wicked and Islam, you know, orders you to kill. Biblical. There are biblical orderings of death, and, and that is just one example. Well, let's go back to the calls. Uh, Michael, um, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Go ahead and finish up. Michael's on uh, two. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, and you read from Deuteronomy, and that's the Old Testament. I can show you, in the New Testament and the Gospels, there's nothing mentioned um, about any anti-homosexuality or anything like that. The thing is loving one another and treat everyone as you would well, want. Well, no, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, for Donald Trump right. to say he's a Christian, I just say, Mr. Trump, what yeah, would Jesus do? Jesus would not ban an entire religion. He would tell you to love them, Absolutely. pray for them, and tell them about him. And in, and in denouncing the rhetoric and behavior of the likes of Donald J. Trump as well as his followers, and ironically the two groups that have endorsed him, NRA and KKK, the thing is that there were two words within the past 48 hours, Leslie, that really struck my heart. That is the word love that you heard in the Tony Awards yesterday. I mean, a whole bunch of tributes to the um, victims were pouring out on the Tony Awards as well as all the other news coverages. And what your past guest, your last guest just said, family. Because you got to think, if we all bleed the same color, wouldn't we all be family? I mean, this, the whole message is stop the doggone violence because you never.
never know if the person that you attack could very well be a long lost distance relative. And I should inform everybody also, Leslie, that here in New York City, there was a press conference by New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio and New York Police Commissioner Bill Bratton. And they announced that they are tackling terrorism and these, um, these massacres, you know, and preparing to avoid being the next victims of it. They're looking at it and approaching it in a whole different new way. And they are looking at, guess what, social media and the hateful rhetoric that is going on that they say that they found that people committing these acts have been inspired by what they read, see, and hear. That okay. should serve as a warning to those that want to. All right, Michael, uh, Michael, Michael, I love you, but finish up means quickly. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate your call. we got other comments to get to. we gotta, we got to be fair and, and unite and, and allow everybody uh, to talk. Um, uh, let's continue uh, with uh, more calls in just a moment. Um, and, guys, just on the heels of that Deuteronomy thing, um, it, it, you, it, in Leviticus 2013, the Bible says, um, talks about killing homosexuals. Um, by the way, it also says in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, kill adulterers. It also says in Exodus and Deuteronomy, kill kidnappers. It also says in Leviticus, kill uh, mediums. It also says in Exodus and Deuteronomy, kill idolaters. Are you ready for this? In Deuteronomy and Exodus, I want you to guess one more, and I have more of them, but this will be the last one I mention. What category do you think, Marky Mark? It says to kill in Deuteronomy and Exodus as well as what I just mentioned, homosexuals, adulterers, kidnappers, mediums, and idolaters. No idea. Disobedient children. Yeah, so it just goes to show, you know, yeah. follow the, the messenger, Christ, and, and, and in, the, in, the, in the book of the Quran, as uh, Hussam so eloquently pointed out, nowhere does it say uh, anything about killing gay people. And, you know, it's all about practicing the, the faith the way it was intended, and as Michael brought up in the New Testament, those things aren't in there for a reason, you know. And hate is not religion. Hate, love is. And I think that's why this next clip by... Uh, the star of Hamilton uh, really says it well. As yeah, Michael this said. was from the Tony Awards where they took pause. Uh, the winner of Hamilton won the most Tony Awards here. It's a great show, very hard and expensive to get tickets, but listen to what he said at the end of his acceptance speech. Lynn uh, Manuel Miranda, I believe is his name. Yes, that is. When senseless acts of tragedy remind us that nothing here is promised, not one day, the show is proof that history remembers. We live through times when hate and fear seem stronger. We rise and fall and light from dying embers, remembrances that hope and love last longer. And love is 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 love cannot be killed or swept aside. I sing Vanessa's symphony. Eliza tells her story. Now fill the world with music, love, and pride. Thank you so much for this. Ugh, I cried the first time I heard it. I'm almost crying uh, the second. Let's continue with the calls. Lots of questions, lots of comments about the terrible tragedy yesterday. Gregory in Columbus, Ohio. He is on line one, listening on Tune In. Thank you, Gregory, for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you, Leslie. Mm-hmm. I love you. Um, I, I am scared. I'm not gay. And I, I tell you why I'm scared. is because you look at all of these things that Trump has put out that are false. Trump has a way of leading people like blind sheep. And now with them putting all this emphasis on Muslims and immigration, I'm afraid that some of these clowns that follow Trump are going to start taking things into their own hands and start shooting up people. 
As a matter of fact, it's, inter- it's interesting you say that because I mentioned earlier that my husband's uh, family's Muslim. His parents are older. His mother has Parkinson's. His father's, you know, getting dementia. And his mother is afraid to go to the store because she wears a hijab and lives in Orlando. And, she, and she's been in this country for over 60 years and is a retired physician who de- delivered over 3,000 babies. Nobody in America, for whatever reason, should be afraid to walk outside their door. I mean, you, you know, as, as former military, Leslie, I've been in countries where we look for people that talk like this about a government officials. I mean, never in the history of the United States has the presidency, the office of the president of the United States, been so disrespected. And this guy, he doesn't understand. First of all, he's drawing all of these, these folks that are upset that we had a black president for eight years. And now he's talking about Mexicans. He's talking about uh, Muslims, all these folks that he's breaking up. And he's got these hardcore followers out there that, I, I'll be honest with you, if this man wins it, it's not that we don't have to fight other countries. We don't have a war within the United States, within the races. Um, you know, it's interesting. Many, many years ago, there was a man who told me that every great empire falls. The United States is an empire that will fall, and our downfall will start with a race war. And I didn't believe him, and I fear that your words might be right. And 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 I th- and I and I think it's partially that you know whites are afraid of losing majority. I th- I think that what Donald Trump is showing us, and I'm with you. I'm not just afraid of Donald Trump because I don't know how much he really believes he you know versus how much he's saying just to get votes. But there are a lot of people who follow him who really think this way, and it sickens me how racist in 2016, how sexist. How racist this country truly, truly is toward Muslims, toward Mexicans, toward women, toward African-Americans. It's sickening. It's sickening. And not what we're about. We were founded on freedom of religion. How dare we demonize one and ban people who believe it. By the way, Muslims live in every country in the world. You're not talking about people like Jimmy Carter banned people from Iran. That's different. That was a country. We had a hostage crisis. They were an enemy. France is not our enemy. Germany is not our enemy. The UK is not our enemy. So should Muslims from those countries coming here to visit maybe their children and seeing their grandchild for the first time be banned because of the actions of a terrorist? That's what you're saying, if you believe that. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. You know what? Before we take some more calls, guys, uh, let's uh, do a little bit more audio. Does that sound good? Um, let's see. We uh, let's um, let, let's talk about Hillary Clinton's um, discussing uh, stopping. How much time do I have, guys? Yeah, this is Hillary Clinton. Had a message for the LGBT LGBT community. Excuse me, when she was speaking in Cleveland earlier today. Here it is. Inflammatory anti-Muslim rhetoric and threatening to ban the families and friends of Muslim Americans as well as millions of Muslim business people and tourists from entering our country hurts the vast majority of Muslims who love freedom and hate terror. Even as we make sure our security officials get the tools they need to prevent attacks, It's essential that we stop terrorists from getting the tools they need to carry out the attacks.
And that is especially true when it comes to assault weapons like those used in Orlando and San Bernardino. We may have our disagreements about gun safety regulations, but we should all be able to agree on a few essential things. If the FBI is watching you for suspected terrorist links, you shouldn't be able to just go buy a gun with no questions asked. All the LGBT people grieving today in Florida and across our country, you have millions of allies who will always have your back. And I am one of them. That's amazing. Donald Trump, uh, presumptive Republican nominee that has the back of the LGBT community. Do we care to look at the legislation state by state and on a federal level that Republicans have uh, blocked repeatedly? Uh, let's uh, or, 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 you know, denied to put forth. Uh, let's continue with the calls. We go to Greg in Tennessee, line three. Uh, Greg, um, uh, talk to us. You wanted to speak to the ramifications of a terror gap bill uh, that you feel goes deeper than people realize. Well, my well, first of all, hello, Leslie, and hello. my prayers go out to the families of Orlando. It's been a long time since I've spoken with you, but my problem is, is that there's no due process. The terrorist list in the United States is an arbitrary list put together mostly by the FBI based on information they get without any due process. I have no problem stopping terrorists from getting guns. My only request is, is that they go to court and have a trial to see whether they're really terrorists or not. Okay, so for you, um, if somebody is on a no-fly list, if you can't, if the person is not safe enough to uh, leave or enter our country and to fly alongside you, they're safe enough to carry a concealed carry uh, permit and, and a weapon, perhaps like in Florida, without a waiting period, a semi-automatic weapon. Does that make sense to you? Well, actually, I'm for waiting periods, and I'm for background checks, and I happen to own guns. I how much? How much of a waiting period? How much of a? Be honest with me. How much of a waiting period do you think would make a difference in people who were filled with hate and maybe uh, wanting to act irrationally uh, based on their hatred? Well, myself owning guns. I mean, I've never needed a gun today in my life. Okay, so I mean. So I why do you own one? Why do you own one? Actually, I own several. Why do you? Um, well, you I, just said you've never had to use it, and you're honest. So why do you own several if you've never had to use them? I shoot in competitions. Oh, okay. There, there's a good reason. All right. Uh, but in any event, I mean, a waiting period wouldn't bother me at all. I mean, as, I mean, as long as it wasn't like eight years or something like that. Okay. But as far as the no-fly list and even the whole terrorist watch system, these people are put on it um, based on what I would classify as reasonably circumstantial evidence. I mean, I personally believe before they get put on a no-fly list, I mean, we have a constitution, we have laws, and we have something called due process. Nobody should have any rights removed without having their day in court, so to speak. I'm not saying there are people who should not have their rights removed, and obviously this person in Orlando was one of them. Okay? Okay. But, I mean... I, I would I would like to see this go through courts of laws with juries of their peers, not just some list put together by a group of people in some government bureaucracy anywhere. 
All right. Thank thank you. Appreciate that. We're going to take some other calls here. We go to Chris in Phoenix, line four. Chris listening on KPHX. Chris, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Leslie. I enjoy listening to your show. Um, Just wanted to make a couple observations. Um, It is a tragedy what happened in Orlando. But the one thing I keep hearing is that his Muslim, that he was Muslim, and not really putting to, to the point that he's a U.S. citizen. And I think that should even take precedence over speaking about his, his uh, religious affiliation, because when we talk about shooters uh, that are U.S. citizens that are white, we never say that he was a Christian. Right. No, I'm with you. Was, I'm with you. <laughs> and, and so my observation is, you know, being that you have that voice on the radio and the media, maybe speak more to the fact of just calling him an American citizen that created a heinous crime under uh, religious pretense in order to try to balance that scale out because you're against what he did, but in the same way, by continually saying Muslim, 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 you're feeding the rhetoric of a Donald Trump. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you. Thank you for the call. And I'm saying thank you because I'm out of time. Marky Mark and Andrew, my great uh, producers for the radio show. I'm Leslie Marshall.